Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Smackdown post-show podcast, March 12th. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service and the most direct way to support us. If you're looking for the Listen Your Boy podcast this week, it's not happening. Instead, I'm doing a preview of that Fightful Select service and doing a live Q&A tomorrow. You don't even have to sign up for Fightful Select. Just go over there. There's a Q&A field. You can ask your questions. Get them in before the show airs. And I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing well, man. As as we hoped, they're moving toward things. They really have no other choice. They they there there can be no wasted Tuesdays at this point or Mondays. You got to keep on moving. We're on the fast lane to <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, a reminder, you can donate on the Super Chat if you're watching live on YouTube, and we will answer your questions. Uh, Charles Haskins asked one yesterday that I will answer tomorrow, but someone says, a Bengals fan having a hard time thinking about OBJ? No. I'm happy there's a solid number three receiver in the AFC North behind Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that with the loss of Antonio Brown, the AFC North could restock that number three cupboard. I'm very, very happy about that. Of course, I had a couple of big stories today. One about women being pitched for Saudi Arabia. Another one about Eminem and WWE or 2K closing a deal. I can't talk too much about that because we are getting some threats thrown our way, but uh, I'll expand on that when I can. The uh, article is up on the site. I stick by the story. Either wait or wait and see how all the news emerges from this one because it is a very multifaceted story. But we have SmackDown Live to talk about. What did you think of this SmackDown Live? I thought there was an all-time great promo from AJ and Orton on it. Yeah, and, well, two. There was that one, that promo duel. And then all that New Day stuff at the end felt really, really real. Like, I know it's not, you know, oh, shoot, oh, what's real and what's fake? No, it felt, that felt like like these guys actually airing grievances to their boss, and we got to watch it. 
This was a lot of fun. I like this episode of SmackDown Live. Let's go ahead and get into it. By the way, guys, this weekend I will have a Ring of Honor 17th anniversary coverage and a post-show podcast. Uh, make sure you guys tune in for that. Lots of stuff uh, on that one. Uh, hit that bell on YouTube if you all are watching there, and you will get notified whenever uh, we go live. I know that some of you have trouble with that. Also, leave us a thumbs up and subscribe. That stuff helps an awful lot. Shane McMahon comes out to the ring to a chorus of boos. It, like There was that initial cheer, and then they're like, wait a second. <laughs> I forgot we're supposed to not like you now. <clears throat> he yeah. says that he says that uh <laughs> he says that he was not the best in the world because he won a trophy. He was born into it. This after he makes Greg Hamilton repeatedly reintroduce him. This is very old school, but I think it works for him because we haven't seen it in such a long time. Yeah, this works. Uh this is a thing also that his his new deal is like grabbing people by the cheeks and squeezing and then looking into their mouth. Uh, which is exactly what I have to do when I'm concerned that my daughter might have swallowed a quarter um, and she won't open her mouth to show me. So I've just, I, I got to look in there. Uh, so that's fine. Um, I, I thought that this was all great. My favorite part about all of this was that Sami Zayn during this tweeted, uh, I'm not the kind of guy who's like to say, I told you so, but I was right about everybody last year. And it's right. You're right, Sammy. You were totally right about Daniel Bryan and Shane. I loved seeing Shane as a heel for a change because he seemed so unnatural as a baby face yeah. over these last few years. It, has it been three years since he came back? Yeah, it has. Oh my God, it has I mean, been. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was at the gym uh, watching without sound when he made his big return in Detroit <laughs> or whatever, and like I, I was on, the, I was on the elliptical and I threw my arms up in the air. I was so excited to see Shane O'Mac. It was crazy. Uh, and yo, I have not been to the gym since, but, um, uh, this is this whole thing with, with Shane kind of forcing it as, as a baby face, especially after last year where he was doing all sorts of like objectively wrong stuff as the guy ahead of, uh, in the, in the head of SmackDown, but we had to just like make believe that he was in the right. Now we all know he's been in the wrong for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shane McMahon called the situation liberating. I love that he called, he said that Miz's dad had a baked potato face. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Shane challenges Miz to a one-on-one match at WrestleMania next month. I didn't quite think we were going to get it because quite frankly, I don't think we needed it, but good for the Miz. He's getting a premier match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I take great happiness in that, but it's like, man, it's got to be an ODQ match, right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. An ODQ match. Maybe they'll have some other kind of stipulation. I'm assuming, although they're already doing that with with uh, with Ronda and, and Becky and, will be like that too. Well, and and Trips and Dave Batista is definitely going to be like yeah. that. They actually mentioned it that way. So my, my deal is this: um, Shane McMahon is a McMahon. He's an active McMahon. He's going to have a marquee match. Um, the Miz now is a incredibly marketable star for them with with the success of his reality show. So he was going to get a marquee match. I like that they both, you can kill two birds with one stone, for lack of a better phrasing. Get them both in the same match. That way we don't have to, like, when everyone was so upset a couple of years ago because we're like, really the best you can do for AJ Styles is a Shane O'Mac match? Like, it felt, it feels like this makes sense. 
Like Shane O'Mac versus The Miz, you're not going to have to worry about, you know, anybody trying to like work a great match out of Shane when, you know, his float over DDT looks like, you know, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We next get the Hardy Boys and Ricochet and Alistair Black taking on the bar, Rusev and Nakamura. I love the exchanges between Alistair Black and Nakamura. That was good stuff. You could tell they were just in there and they were like, let's spar a little bit. Let's see how mm-hmm. it goes. Matt Hardy hasn't looked this fast in the ring in a long time. There was some yeah. good snap on his leg drop. Jeff Hardy plays the baby face in peril. Then Ricochet does. Matt Hardy makes that hot tag. They do poetry in motion. Then Matt walks right into a brogue kick from Sheamus. That was nasty. Uh, Jeff Hardy has a pin on Cesaro following a Swanton bomb, but all the heels break it up. Yeah. All three of them. Um, everybody starts brawling, and old man Kyoto can't keep control of anything. No, no, you can't. New Day runs in and clears the ring. They're standing tall to Kofi chants and New Day rocks chants. This is an aggressive New Day we haven't seen before. And uh, the Usos cut a backstage promo on all the teams. It's good, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this segment? It didn't hurt anybody because nobody lost, and we're seeing a lot more of these non-finishes, but I'm telling you, they we we were spoiled by solid finishes for so long and these 15, 20-minute matches, kind of, because it didn't build rich story. But if they do non-finish, 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 that's going to get real old, too. It's going to be pointless to watch the show. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm wondering if the, if they're gonna do a giant, um, you know, as I said, as I figured out last night, I'm not allowed to say multi-team, several-team <laughs> match uh, for for the tag titles on both Raw and SmackDown, with somehow Aleister Black and Ricochet being involved in both brands' title matches. Honestly, wouldn't put it past them at this point. Um, that's how ubiquitous these guys have been in both tag scenes. Um, but yeah, man, SmackDown has an embarrassment of riches. Like there, there were, there were three teams and that's in that, uh, in that title match for raw on Sunday, but those are the only three teams on raw. And you have what all these people were wound up in this brawl at the end of this match tonight, plus the Usos, plus the good brothers, if they weren't leaving plus sanity who can't get on TV, except for when Eric Young is a sacrificial lamb to ricochet in a singles match. Like it, it's, it's very, it's very odd to me, like how misbalanced these two, two, two divisions are. And um, I, I'm, I'm happy to say we're going to get that international soup shake in a few weeks and that'll hopefully rectify everything. What we got next was, man, it was awesome. Randy Orton comes out and <laughs> this was a fire promo. Orton stumbled at times, but it didn't matter. They were just going back and forth. Randy Orton, <laughs> talks about AJ Styles and the disrespect he's being shown by AJ Styles and says the quote, AJ Styles was getting a tan with Dixie Carter while I was wrestling the undertaker at WrestleMania. Now, sometimes these promos where you shoot back and forth and you use inside stuff doesn't work. This stuff worked. All of it worked. They talked me into the building. I mean, I'm not going to the building, but they talked me into caring about their match. Randy Orton cuts a great promo about how SmackDown was the house that he built way before AJ Styles ever showed up. And he should have. Why shouldn't he say that? He was the heart and soul of that show for, for quite a long time, Alex. No, oh, that, that absolutely makes sense. Both both of these men are, uh, they have a point of view that is correct in some ways. Like that's that's what you've got to have. You're going to have one of these things. You can't have one guy be be entirely wrong and think he's right. 
It just doesn't work. You got to have like wait, guys like, okay, this is this is the way I believe. I'm going to lay it out for you. The other guy says, I'll concede you points A, C, and F, but here's where you're wrong on everything else. I I really like when they do that. It makes a lot of sense. It allows to build logic. I, I loved AJ Styles saying, me and my little indie buddies, take a look around you in the locker room. They're all over the place because we busted our asses everywhere else to get here now. And I love the idea. Like, and unlike you, we didn't go to our daddy and ask for a job. Yeah, Styles like, said that Orton couldn't have cut it on the independent circuit. And who knows? I mean, there's nothing to indicate that he could or couldn't have. That's a it's a really good hypothetical that is a great talking point for this match. I, I did love that basically that I couldn't have gotten over on the indie scene. Just by you know doing one of these, and then did the the the, the legend killer pose. <laughs> to be oh, to be honest, great. AJ's pose was not that much different. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I, I I do love the parallel worlds of you know of uh, these guys are basically the same age, and AJ was absolutely you know he he made TNA a thing worth watching, like you like he and Samoa Joe Christopher Daniels, but. AJ Styles was this young guy who was doing amazing things. Who's this guy? Where's he coming from? Um, and at the time when you're watching WWE, if you tune into TNA and you watch him, you go, man, I'd love to see him go in the ring against, you know, insert WWE guys here. And eventually a lot of those guys wound up in TNA anyway. But um, but the idea that, you know, there's those two paths diverged and they're now coming back together at WrestleMania, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Orton mentions Styles' indie buddy stealing the hand gestures, the two sweet symbol. Mm -hmm. Styles says, as you mentioned, that Orton is surrounded by his indie buddies. Orton says that this is not the house that AJ Styles built. He's just renting a room in the house that Randy Orton built and said, you son of a bitch, rent is due. Another great line that got the crowd to go, ooh. Mm -hmm. I mean... There, there are a couple of great moments in promos. If you can get people to pop, that's great. If you can get them to go, oh, mm-hmm. man. And it's not even a line where he says, oh, you wrestled in TNA. Like, yeah. That one will get it. That'll get it done. Mm-hmm. There are always those, I hear TNA is hiring lines. Yeah. But that one, and it, it did require a curse word, but mm-hmm. it worked. It yeah. worked. This is one of the best promos that Randy Orton has ever been involved in. Yeah. This was good. Yeah, Randy Orton is certainly not my cup of tea, but <laughs> but I have immense respect for all the work he's put in over his career. And that dude is a absolute first ballot. He walks out of the ring for the last time as a performer. He walks directly into the Hall of Fame. I have no argument with that. I think I think that this is this is great to actually give him something to feel like that he's shooting for, as opposed to being like I'm Randy Orton and I'm here to do one move. You all you marks will cheer for it, and then I'm gonna go back to the back. I feel like this is something he might actually really work towards. Up next, Oscar defeated Sonya Deville with Mandy Rose. This was a short one. Sonya's got some new gear that she was wearing uh, this past week. This match was right up her alley. A nice spear ends up slugging it out with Oscar. Sonya's only won one singles match in the last year. So there, she wasn't winning this one. But Asuka accidentally hits Mandy, who gets mad, and causes Sonya to slip, sort of like Sonya caused Mandy to slip, but it was an accident when Sonya did it. Mm-hmm. Asuka takes advantage, submits Mandy with the Asuka lock. You got both of them beaten, therefore they're probably out of the title picture. They should be. Well, 
Yeah, except for WWE, so I'm not really sure, you know, if that's going to be that or if they're going to be like, it's going to be Oscar versus Sonya versus Mandy. You know, uh, can can Sonya and Mandy team up to take out Oscar? Come crap, like who knows? But to me, I think that the problem is, is that, as you said, it was an accident when Sonya did it on on Sunday. I think they want us to question whether or not tonight was an accident. Like it could be, it could be, I'm not sure, but because it was so convoluted the way that she had to like reach up and grab onto the apron skirt. And then Sonia had to like, make sure that she was grabbing it at the same time that she slipped her foot out from under it, where it was so obviously done. I mean, it, it looked way more intentional than I think they are hoping that we think it is. Sonya was upset at Mandy, and I thought that Sonya's facial expressions were pretty good in telling that story, as were Mandy's, where she's like, you think I did that on purpose? Yeah. And she'll be able to go back and watch on TV that she did, so hopefully <laughs> that's brought up, Alex. Yeah, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will see uh, how, how this is handled. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I keep going back to um, how, how I think Asuka deserves – like a real quality program going in to to, to, to defend this title uh, at Mania, and I just feel like it's going to be she's going to be also there in a in a match involving either Sonya or Mandy or both, or they're going to just throw something at her out of the blue, and it's not going to be a, a real build to it. Yeah, I, I have higher hopes for this than maybe I should, but. Um... <laughs> But man, it feels weird that they're they're splitting them up. Maybe that remains to be seen. We've jumped the gun on this stuff before. Yeah. As there's a tag team title division. Yes. It seems a little bit odd because why why not why not just at least give them a shot? Now while while we're talking about that, the iconics show up yep. in one of the better backstage just stand up promos. <laughs> This was effective like the ones in the early 90s were effective, Alex, yeah. where you have the superstars background and all that shit. Yeah. That was great. Pardon my French. I'm trying to limit the cursing on the show since I know we have innocent little children <laughs> watching. But um, <laughs> Iconics show up and cut a great promo Yeah, and say, hey, Bailey, Sasha, where are you? Where right. are you at? Right. This is This is a really smart thing because – um, when Bailey and Sasha say we're going to defend the these tag titles on every brand, well, do, are we supposed to come there and then like drag you over to Tuesdays? Like, don't don't, don't Sasha and Bailey have to be in the building for every show now? Because uh, if they're if they're defending them on every brand, they've got to be around. Otherwise, I don't know how we're supposed to you know get our get our title shot that we feel like we deserve that makes perfect sense um i i I like i like when heels make perfect sense you know they can be they can be annoying for the ways but at least they'll be like yeah where are you if you're going to defend on 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 smackdown then why aren't you on smackdown that makes perfect sense to me i also think it was very funny you know congratulations i think that's that's always funny um i like the little iconic with the pose thing that's fine um this is all good i i I, I agree with you. I think that the the iconics um, uh, have not been uh, great on the main roster. I also feel like they haven't been asked to be great. They've been asked to like be wacky, 
Um, but I, I remember them having really good uh, tag team maneuvers, at least if not matches, um, in NXT. And I know those are still in their arsenal. So I, I'd be willing to, to, to at least watch a match between them and Bailey for between Bailey and Sasha for the uh, um, for the tag titles. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend like the Iconics have blown me away with their their in ring on the main roster. They have not, but their promos are always very good. They're always really interesting. They're they're entertaining, and uh, that that's that's half the battle in some of that stuff. But man, I, I, the in ring's got to be in there. Bailey and Sasha can't always carry everything, and and hopefully. Maybe this this pulls it out of the iconics, and, right. and I hope it does. And I, I think they're capable of doing so. Becky and Charlotte. Becky Lynch ditches her crutch and watches a promo video of what happened to lead to her WrestleMania match. She mentions the suspensions, the injuries, the arrests, how she got back to her spot. Alex Charlotte interrupts, says when Becky was on the shelf, Charlotte was working, and Becky just got a handout. Now I, I kind of rock with this because. Charlotte got the handout. Mm-hmm. She's a hypocrite. She's a hypocritical yeah. jerk. Kind of yeah. like a heel probably could and should be. Right. But uh, and as I said, I I um I like when heels are right. I also like when certain heels are giant hypocrites and make me hate them all the more. Uh because I mean really, I mean, yes, there's no doubt that Charlotte is talented. Um but the idea that she that she's like I've been running stuff for four years, well, yes, you have been because they've kept you at the top because your daddy is Ric Flair and they know that means something in this business. And I think that that's interesting too because she keeps talking about how I'm genetically superior, blah blah blah. Well, yes, that's also part of your your being handed stuff. Like that's not Becky Lynch had to work every day of her life to get to this point. You were born on third and still are making believing you hit a triple and you're working great on third base. Believe me, but you started there. So that's, that's fine. Um, uh, well, I, the thing with that we skipped over that I loved was well, we haven't skipped it over yet. We're still talking about the segment. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, Becky but, Lynch also calls Charlotte Flair, a plastic faced dope. Mm-hmm. And says that Charlotte didn't do anything with the division for four years, but now that Becky's rolled around, they're the main event of WrestleMania. Solid point. Like that a lot. Um. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I I did love how she, she they're explaining away Rhonda being crazy both on social media and um, you know causing the DQ in that uh, 
Becky was just playing mind games with with Rhonda, and Rhonda did exactly what she wanted her to. Well, got, I got so in her head that I made her so crazy that she came in and caused a DQ. I, I, I wish she would have like owned up to it and like, I must be honest, I, I was working on a real bad wheel. There was no way I was going to beat Charlotte in that match. So I got I got Rhonda that crazy that she came in and gave me the victory. And now, with another month, I'm going to heal up and be in top top condition to go in there and beat both her and Charlotte. Like there's there's a really great little thing there of of explaining away everything by being able to say I drove Rhonda crazy, and honestly, like that's per- perfectly uh, believable to me that that is that is what happened. This was another good, solid uh, bit of promo work. It got them to the next week. You don't got to have them on both yep. Raw and SmackDown, one or the other. And hey, if it's just Sasha or if it's just Bailey, or damn, mm-hmm. well, let's try to bat one for three here. If it's just Charlotte and Becky, SmackDown, their brand. Yep. It's where they should be. Yes. Rey Mysterio and R Truth uh, defeated Samoa Joe and Andrade. R-Truth has the only hip toss that actually looks like a hip toss from the old PlayStation 1 SmackDown games. Yep, that's true. Where, where the person flies way overhead. Yeah. During the break, Joe powerbombs Mysterio, goes into the Billy Goat's curse and the crossface, then an arm bar. Mysterio gets a good sunset flip bomb on Andrade, but he's still hurting. Carmella keeps Zelina from interfering. I am about done with that spot. I see it every single week. I'm past it. Joe sells a nice kick from Truth and throws one of his own. A double 619 lands, but then Mysterio eats a senton from Joe after a frog splash. But then Ray rolls him up for a win. Joe is livid, beats up everybody else involved. This seems like a far cry from the John Cena direction because I get the feeling if they were going the John Cena direction, he ain't eating a pinfall via roll-up three, four weeks out from Mania. No, uh, it, it appears like what they're going to do is some kind of, I mean, listen, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was in last week, we got it. We had a four-way match uh, for the U.S. title uh, with Samoa Joe, R-Truth, Andrade, and Ray. On Sunday, we had a, we had a, we had a four-way match between, for the U.S. title between Samoa Joe, R-Truth, Andrade, and Ray. And it sure looks like we're going to get the same thing at um at mania except i think this is where we're going to get the ladder match i think it's going to be these four guys in a, in a ladder match for the u.s title uh because it looks like the ic title is kind of bogged down somewhere in lashley land i think this is the this is what they're doing is keeping all these guys fresh my personal hope is that they don't relegate guys like kevin owens and mustafa ali to the battle royal and maybe you make it a six-man ladder match for the u.s title so Joe attacked both men. Ray didn't even bother to help our truth No, why, why would he? <laughs> I mean, he helped him get up outside the ring. That was I about al- it. I also do want to call attention to the fact that beige is not your color, Ray. That that outfit he was yeah. wearing it did not let look, look good. Looked With like the he was wearing, straps. Yeah, he was wearing a flesh-colored bodysuit. Uh, like not, slim, not, good body. Not good. Not good. Man. Up next, we had Rowan and Daniel Bryan defeating Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens. They were heavy on the tag matches tonight. I could have I could have done with one less tag match tonight. Yeah. Uh, Bryan and Rowan emerged from Vince McMahon's office and 
Brian says that he gave Vince his thoughts on Kofi and subsequently got put into a match with Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens, yep. which, okay, maybe Vince is just a cranky old ass. Yeah, he doesn't like, like anybody. If, if you dare come talk to me, I'll listen to you, but you're not going to get what you want either. Yeah, that makes sense. Man. Yeah. As Kyler points out, or no, I think it was Zeb. Zeb says, Teddy Long was probably proud. This was a Teddy Long book show. Yeah, when 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 they had already come, they had already said, um, Daniel Bryan backstage says, they put he put me in Rowan in a match versus Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens. I was like, oh, cool, that'll be the tag main event. And then they were like, here's a tag match between Samoa Joe and Nantra. I'm like, wow, that's that's a lot of tag matches. That's a lot of tag matches. Yeah. Uh, Owens and Rowan were not on the same page in this match before the break. No, they, they were not. It was just not great. The, the selling was off. The, the work was off. But we come back from a commercial to see a nice half-hatch superplex from Brian on Ali. I love it when Dana Bryan just busts out random things. Like that. Ali fights back with a backstabber. Kevin Owens gets taken out. And then Ali is the victim of the recycling plant. Now, I like Rowan picking up a win here because he's got to win sometime. Yeah. Or else he is never a threat. And in yeah. returning from injury, Mustafa Ali is okay. Uh, I don't. Mustafa Ali can eat a lot of pins as long as he's in this type of picture. And he's going to be all right because of who he is. Yes. No, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, he's he's going to be fine. People are going to continue to root for him. I mean, hell, I mean, most of his character arc on 205 Live was can win all of the big ones as long as the cruiserweight title isn't on the line. And he comes super close to winning every match that he loses. Um, this is a he's this is fine. He, he also takes offense. Great. So like he's gonna he's gonna hit these matches these things where he gets thrown around by Rowan he might you know in in the in the future that that makes a lot of sense yeah um, I'm fine with that as well you're right Rowan can't be um, you know the only bodyguard for for Daniel Bryan if he's constantly taking pinfalls he's that's what he was when he was in the Wyatt family but there were other guys around him to like you know look stronger than him he's got to be out there actually doing damage. Sure. And we're already at the main event segment of this episode of SmackDown Live. Uh, Vince McMahon is out to gloat. And uh, he says that he talks about how the the situation with New Day has unfolded and how he's going to give Kofi Kingston a WrestleMania moment, a WrestleMania booking, like just some implication of Kofi Kingston's WrestleMania future. New Day come out and they go off on Vince McMahon. And it's primarily Big E and Xavier again going off. And Xavier didn't seem too convincing in this to me, but Big E did. Big E is the heart and soul of this. And they say that Kofi deserves his shot. They talk about all they have ever done for Vince McMahon, about the 11 years that Kofi has put in and how they went to India for Vince McMahon last week and and all this stuff. Initially, what did you think of the the New Day promo that they cut on Vince McMahon? Um, Unmute I, yourself. There you go. I I, I loved um, I loved Big E's part of it, man. He he just he felt so righteous in his fury, and it was just all just very below the surface. Just just you know that 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 moment where you where you where you're watching a a pot of uh, of water boiling, 
and you can see the bubbles starting to form, but it hasn't started really boiling over yet. That was him the entire way through. Like I felt like, like, you know, Big East, like, man, um, boss, do not disrespect my man one more time or you're getting the big ending. Like there was, there was a lot of, a lot of that there. I loved it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of all this. I also just love that through the, through the entire first, whatever, five minutes of this entire thing going on, it was just Kofi standing there, just not taking his eyes off of Vince through, through no matter who was talking, he was just looking at Vince. Like, I can't believe you're making me do this. I really liked (laughs) the callbacks in this. Some of them. And now Vince says nobody deserves anything. And I think that probably should have been cut off. Uh, a, a little bit early. Oh, even I don't deserve anything. Yeah. Uh, it's not about that. And all of these people don't deserve anything. He relies on that horse shit way too much. That yeah. oh, these people. Okay, yeah. come on. Yeah, it's, he it's could, not that. This it, ain't this ain't about all you people. It's no, about the guy it, that's staring at you in the ring. Yeah, it's it's an it's an old trope of his of you know nobody deserves anything. You earn what you get, and that's you know all that kind of stuff. And and the yeah, I mean. If everything was a true meritocracy, maybe. But you decide who gets pushed and who doesn't, Vince. We all know this. You're the one who decides all these things, so it's all your whim. And In storyline, yeah. even. This isn't like one of those things where right. I point out and I later say, well, Alex, it, a part of the show, he literally decided to put Mustafa Ali in a title match two nights ago. Right. And and he's also deciding to make it really, really hard for, for, for Kofi Kingston to ever possibly get this match at Mania. Like, he's deciding this. He's putting obstacles in the way of things. So this deserves got nothing to do with it because you, you're, you're, you're holding all the cards. Vince McMahon is not convinced. He says Kofi will never go into the Hall of Fame by himself, only as a member of New Day. I thought this was a real good way to play off of all the people that are mad when that happens to people. If that gets heat, go ahead and run with it. Sure. That's what Vince did. A lot more, a lot more in tune than all you people. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I feel like when people look back at the, the, the full career of Kofi Kingston, even if he wins uh, uh, the WWE title, and and hold and, and has one run with it, and it lasts a couple of months, and everyone loves him while he has it, or whatever. I feel like if you had to pick one thing to remember him for for his entire career, a lot of people are going to say the New Day. Like that was a that was a major deal. Those guys were the face of the company as as this this babyface tag team for years. And I also loved how they brought brought up like we never complain about anything. You sent us to India and had us come back so we could be the face for, of your company down there. That, that that means something that we, we're doing all that without without ever ever once saying boo. Ain't that the truth? This was uh, really capped off by Vince McMahon saying that Biggie and Xavier do all the work and Kofi takes all the glory because he's the older guy. And damn, I mean, in a roundabout way, he did still put over Biggie and Xavier as a result, yeah. which I thought was a nice touch. But he holds some grudge against Kofi. Something, yeah. And I, I hope that is explained. Hey, even if it's literally Kofi challenging Vince to a fight, right? And him saying, "I get the last laugh." 
Right. Vince McMahon says that Daniel Bryan told him when they talked earlier that Kofi is just a B plus player. Yeah. That's a good touch. That is a good touch. That is a real good touch. Yeah. Daniel Bryan was the B plus player that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and nobody else liked. And now he is WWE's A player. And it's indisputable at this point. Yeah. I I the only thing about it is I would have loved to have heard that line from Daniel Bryan. Because that would that would have made actually heard him yes. say it. That would have that would have been absolutely the cherry on top is to actually watch him say those words and not realize what a hypocrite he's being in that moment. That would, that would have been absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, the fact that that was the, that was the comment that caused Kofi to like actually open up and start talking, because that was the first time he was talking this whole time, um, it was great. And I loved everything that Kofi did, the talk about, talk, talking about, like, and maybe this is because I am a father, but all the stuff he was talking about, how I never get to be home for my kids' birthdays, for the holidays, I've never once gone trick or treating with my kids. Like all that stuff, that that means something. I can relate to that. It makes me root for this guy more. This is all being handled perfectly so far. They didn't used to bring up family a lot for baby faces and all that. that that's one of those things that I'm glad they've they've added. They've started to talk about money as it relates to as it relates to winning. Those things are important, Alex. They are important. Uh, I, I also like that. Um, I, I, I wonder if it's a thing where um, uh, knowing that these guys aren't at home with their families, does that make it harder to root for them? Like, it's a weird thing. Like, is, is that like, you know, like uh, subconsciously, like if, if these guys talk about how I'm never home with my kids, does, does that do that? Are they afraid that we're going to go? Well, why don't you go home to your kids? Well, I right? mean, I, I can tell you, I, not a, maybe, I don't know how many people can relate to this. I don't know what I'd be doing for a living if I weren't doing this. Right. This is what I know I'm good at, is my right. job right now. I get fired tomorrow. I'm like, damn, I don't know what I'm doing. I commit a lot of time to this. Even though yeah. I'm, I'm here in this office, I'm in this office a lot. Kofi Kingston knows he's real good at pro wrestling he doesn't know if he'd be able to provide that quality of life sure. to it to his family doing anything else yeah maybe maybe he probably can't make six figures working at a factory or do i, I don't know what his if he's got a degree like what he does in that right. Right. so whenever i look at that i'm like these are the on the show the premier athletes in wrestling a show about wrestling at the very least like we're not talking like they're all chad gables out there pinning people but these are the premier entertainers and performers on this show, and that's one of their characters. Yeah. There are some exceptions, like the James Ellsworths who come in, and they sure. very clearly don't belong, and that's a part of the story. But Kofi is experiencing a, a type of chance that people probably wouldn't pass up, and that's how WWE loves to portray their people. Yeah, Very rarely have they ever in history – uh, portrayed people being down on their luck financially. They've done it a couple times. Shawn Michaels, Nikolai Volkov. They like to have this perception that everybody on their roster is above worrying about money because yes. they're superstars. Yeah. Why would a superstar that worked for WWE worry about anything? They've got it made. So yeah. as we slowly chip away at that and we start to see people talk about their family, talk about what winning means. I think that's important. I mean, Conor McGregor got over because all he talked about was money. Yeah. How much money he was going to make and how 
how stupid Eddie Alvarez was. Like, you got a fight with me and you didn't renegotiate your contract? How dumb are you? I'm making a ton of money off this fight. Yeah. Like, it doesn't always come off the right way. Sometimes it comes off the wrong way. But I I think that everybody – I don't think there are a lot of people that are that look at pro wrestlers and say, you're irresponsible because of this. But then again, you're the one with the kid. I'm not. So right. no, no, that, no. It's, it's easy for me to say right. from my perspective. No, no, there's what I like about it is that, that you can people can relate to it in different ways. But I will say, watching that, when he said, I've never once been home to trick or ring with my kids, I was like, ouch. Like, I, I just, I felt, I felt that in my soul as a dad. And there, again, people who watching that who that didn't mean anything to them. But I mean, but, but it's interesting to figure out different ways of relating to somebody. For whatever, I mean, there are people out there who, who who can relate to. I've been coming to work every day for eleven years, busting my ass, and everybody gets promoted over me, and I never complain about anything. But now you're gonna demote me, like that. I think a lot of people can relate to that too. I'm a little bit torn on the close of the show. Yep, Vince McMahon says, "Oh, you gotta beat this guy," and it's Randy Orton. Good call back again. Sure. Because it's Randy Orton, then the bar, then Samoa Joe, then Rowan and Brian. I'm like, at some point, the deck is stacked too much for me to reasonably believe it. Right. And this that's, is one of those situations. That's the point, is that here's the deal. It's like you, they, I guess they want us to think that it's possible that they're doing all this and then not giving Kofi a shot at Mania. Like, I mean, I feel like they, they, if they were going to do that, you could do it earlier in this build but right now if you go all right kofi we've had this whole segment about how the crowd thinks you deserve a shot at mania and you've been here this whole time and you've been working all this way or maybe you do maybe you don't well i'll tell you this you can get a shot at mania if you do this impossible thing and right there the thing becomes not impossible because the storyline has to work so so i don't care how many people he lays out in this gauntlet we we all know Kofi's gonna 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 win it, but I'm damn sure gonna tune in and watch him do it because it'll be great. So that's the the gauntlet match set up for next week, <laughs> and based on what we saw on Sunday, why wouldn't Kofi just have Biggie and Xavier out there to slap him as soon as the bell rings for each match and get him <laughs> DQ'd or get his opponent DQ'd mm-hmm. and send him to WrestleMania? They Why should. are we doing that? Well, be, because because logic doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what uh, we're doing. We're asking you to leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Again, I am live Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, a free preview of the Fightful Select service. Jimmy Van out of the office this week. So uh, we are doing a live Q&A show. Get those questions in on Fightful Select. You don't have to subscribe to submit your questions. Just head over to FightfulSelect.com. Check it out. The Q&A field is up. It's going to be a good time. Alex, what do you have going on this week? Um, not really not really sure of, of any real plans. I, I, I do have a, uh, a buddy of mine who I haven't seen in like uh, five years who's coming in to watch oh, Mania nice. with me. Uh, uh, I'm, for, I'm actually coming in to watch Mania. That's going to be a lot of fun. We, we were wrestling, wrestling watching buddies a long time ago in college. And I haven't seen him in a while, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I used to host WrestleMania parties at my house, and I did one in WrestleMania 
29, I think it was. Had like 10, 15 people over. I kind of put it on Facebook. Hey, if y'all want to come over, come over and watch it. And I've I've had the same house for a long time. And a guy I hadn't seen in five years, hadn't talked to in five years, just waltzed through my door. <laughs> and he, he used to be my neighbor, was a good friend of mine. He was just like, hey, what's up? I'm here. And I was like, well, hot damn. You just <laughs> never know. The WWE Network has killed those watch parties, which granted. Yeah, it is true. Granted, I'm I'm covering them all the time now. So yeah. not quite the same uh, same opportunity. Do you see where they had to pull the fast lane watch along because Nigel McGinnis dropped an F-bomb? Oh, no. I like, did not see that. How do you not just edit that out? Just just bleep it. There's a trim option on the back end of YouTube. Yeah. Uh... My God. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Thank you all so much. Subscribe to Fightful Select. We are out.